Let's try this again. We're back. It's like Zeke always finds the squeaky toys when we're recording. <laughs> favorite, favorite New York. Is New York. We love New York. Me too. No way. Were we, we together? We might have been together. <laughs> I have. Her Greek. And use our codes because you know Katie loves. I love the codes. Check them in the bio. Virginia, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah. So we'll get right into it. Uh, if you okay. could start telling our listeners a little more about yourself, where you're from, what do you do? Awesome. Yeah. I'm Virginia. I grew up in Virginia, which people have always loved to make fun of, but uh, I've lived out in Colorado since 2006 and I love a good gathering. So I grew up in a family that entertained a ton. I then kind of got into that in college with all of the various organizations I was involved with. And when I moved out to Aspen in 2006, I quickly fell into the land of skiing and then parties. So I had a luxury event production company called Bluebird Productions. We did the kind of 500,000 to $5 million um, wedding corporate event nonprofit. So got to do a ton of amazing things. And through that, um, I learned so much about, you know, all the pieces of puzzle that create a, a gathering. It's not like an amazing meal or just the decor. It's when all the pieces of the puzzle come together. So we've created this new company called Party Trick, which I'm so, so excited. We launched um, last year in October of 2022, and it basically boxes up everything I have learned, all my industry experts have learned as well about having a great gathering, whether it's a brunch, a breakfast, a barbecue, a birthday party, a late night party. Um, and really, we want to empower everyone to get together and celebrate. I think we all need a little bit more celebration in community these days. The world is so heavy. And getting people like out of their heads and together, um, that's what we're really all about. So that's that about me. Very cool. We love a good party as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think most people do. And I think we don't do it enough. I think we all need it more. Yeah. We need an excuse to party. Agreed. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so what inspired you? You mentioned that you had started Party Trick and you know, it sounds like you work with a team. Could you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what that team looks like? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply like what party trick provides um, and kind of how you got started with that venture. Definitely. So party trick is a really interesting concept, or at least I believe we are a digitally native web-based app. We are Mm -hmm. working on the mobile app at the moment. And so unlike a lot of things, like we're not a box, we're not a party in a box that comes to you. We are not like an event planner that's going to come on site. What we do is we basically have a platform that contemplates every part of a party. I mean, you guys probably know when you throw a party, like, yes, we want to think about what it looks like, but you also want to think about what the food is, the music is, um, how you're going to pull it all off. So we have contemplated, you know, tons of different gatherings and put together these holistic guides, basically, um, but they're highly interactive. Uh, So you kind of can poke around, go through the look, you can go through the details, you can go through the notification. And so um, we've used tech to really amplify what, 
has been a service in the past. So, um, all of, you know, event planning typically is a service. Now we're turning it into a product using tech to kind of get it out there. And so that requires so many pieces of the puzzle. So our team is like the tech team, the copywriting team, people who are sourcing all the recommendations. Um, so it's a very, very different approach to the event planning world that people haven't really thought about before. And it allows us to impact so many more people in a really easy user-friendly fashion. It's a little bit of a convoluted answer for you. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. Cause I was wondering like how in your words you would describe it, like service product, it's a guide, but it's not really like a party planner. Totally. I mean, I think the easiest way, thing to say is we are an app that empowers you together and we yeah make you contemplate every part of the party, we can be as prescriptive or as flexible as possible. So basically we give you the tools to throw a kick-ass event. Um, we're gonna make it really fun and really easy. And so it's like having a party planner up your sleeve, but you do it yourself. Right. With our guidance up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, wow. So like you still kind of can put your own personal touches on, but 100%. it's not- it just makes your life a lot easier, it sounds like. Yeah. So, like, if you guys wanted to go and throw, like, we did this really cool, like, hi-fi holiday party. Mm -hmm. No longer relevant because, you know, we're obviously in the new year at this point. But you could go on and choose, unlike Pinterest, like, I've gone down. I mean, how many times have you gone on Pinterest when you want to throw a party and you're down this, like, Pinterest rabbit hole for hours? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you can't source the product. So we go on and we curate a look. And it might be something similar that you'd find on Pinterest, um, but we actually make it so you can source everything and you don't have to buy everything. So we're not going to be that box that sends you all of this like unnecessary stuff, right. but we make sure everything that we source and curate for the look is something that you can actually buy right now. And it's up to you. You can buy some of it. You don't can buy all of it. Um, maybe you already have the things that like are in that bot, uh, in that party or work enough. We're going to give some DIY decor ideas as well. So again, run with the entire thing, every single product we recommend, or just use some of our tips on like how to style a napkin using stuff you have at home. Right. Um, so I, I love that party. I think that was like a really fun one. It's still on the site because it is something that you would like go and find on Pinterest and you're like, well, how do I replicate this? We make it replicable. Right. So, and again, you can tailor it. Like everyone has a different house. So no one party's going to look the same in every single place. We yeah. want to make it like fit for you. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Such a cool concept. Have you ever thrown a party and then you realize after that, like your guests arrived and you forgot to turn the music on? Yeah. Or, right. Or I've probably exploded like 500 bottles of champagne. Well, maybe not that many, but like <laughs> in the freezer, yeah. right? Because you forget to put it in and then all of a sudden you have guests coming over and after they leave, you're like, oh crap, I forgot to pull that out of the freezer. Mm -hmm. We remind you, like we have a feature that basically keeps you on track. So it reminds you to light the bathroom candle and to pull out the champagne from the freezer um, when to snap a pic of your tablescape because a lot of times you're like, oh, I did this really cute thing, but I forgot to take a photo because I was so busy. Yeah. So oh, I love that's that. another amazing, like one of my things as, you know, professional event planner for the last 16 years, how you put the pieces together and like actually execute it is so hard for some people. Mm -hmm. And then they're stressed and your friends come over and you don't want to be stressed when your friends come over. You want to be like, oh, this is a great time. So we also hold your hand like through the execution of it to make sure you as soon as that door opens and your friends are there that like you can just be chill and enjoy. Yeah. Right. Cause it's almost like, I feel like people always say like when you are hosting the party, like 
you're not going to have as much fun as the guests. And that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, I always would talk to my brides at Bluebird and they come to me and they're like, I want my guests to have a good time. I'm like, I know. Well, do you want to have a good time? Right. Yeah, but I'm going to be stressed. (laughs) And I'm like, if you're stressed, your guests are going to be stressed. If you're dancing, your friends are going to be dancing. So your friends and your guests take their cues off of you. And as the host or as the bride, like in in the wedding scenario, whatever you do is what other people are going to do. Totally. So, yeah. There's nothing worse than like having people over and you're like trying to like, I don't know, facilitate or like do things. And everyone's like, how can I help? Right. What can I do to help? And you're like, no, 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 don't help. You have fun. Well, I'll give you a good hosting hack. I always like to set aside like one or two things for people to do when they come over because they always ask you, right? And make it easy. Like take the wine corks out of the wine or, hey, go and pre-batch some margs for us. But if you set aside two things that are like really easy, then they feel like included and you don't have that weird power (laughs) dynamic where they're like, well, I kind of want to help because I'm awkward. And I like just got here before anyone else did. So keep that one in your back pocket. Good idea. It's like kindergarten. Everybody gets a job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. My daughter's in kindergarten. So I'm a six year old. (laughs) And she comes home and I'm like, I'm the door person. I open the door for no, people. No, that's right. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you say you live in Colorado. I saw in another interview that you had done that you used to work at the Little Nell mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in Aspen. So first of all, how did you end up there? And then also, what did you learn working in events and planning there? Um, because I think a lot of our listeners are New Yorkers and Aspen is a very common ski trip that um, oh, yeah. a lot of New Yorkers like to go to. Yes. Um, and they're famous for being, I would say, probably besides Europe, if you look at the U.S., the only real ski town that has a party scene. Um, so how did you know your experience there help you in creating party tricks? What was like really something that you took away from that experience? It was a phenomenal experience. Uh, the amount of crazy stuff we saw. I can't even New imagine. Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a great article. I feel like it was like on page six years ago about all the crazy things that people like uh, hotel concierge and people in Aspen in particular <laughs> have been asked to do from people coming in. So I'll find that and send it to you all later. But I moved out to Aspen right after college. I went to school on the East Coast. All of my friends moved to New York. I'm I actually sure. went to boarding school in Massachusetts and all of those friends are in New York. So I miss it. I love it. But I was like, oh, I will um, move to Aspen, do the ski bum thing yeah. and then move to New York. And I got hooked um, and I fell in love with it. And I ended up landing a job at the Nell. And it was a really different time. It was 2008. So again, like, as you know, we're in that rocky turbulent area right now um from an economy perspective but it was really bad then so as I worked there I mean the Little Nell's a five-star five-diamond property as most people know it's the most iconic hotel in Aspen and people don't accept no for an answer like at all so our guests at the Nell like you just had to jump through hoops to make anything happen and at that point also no one wanted to pay for it so they're like right. coming in, <laughs> wanting to throw these elaborate parties, wanting everyone and but also it had to be hush hush because it's 2008 and we couldn't talk about spending a ton of money. Um, so I learned so much about basically creating magic 
making experiences happen, how to very tactfully make someone who is incredibly angry and frustrated that you can't get rid of every single bug on top of the mountain, like how to turn their frown upside down. Mm -hmm. Um, It really was a lesson in uh, people management as well as creativity in terms of like, how do you get how do you, again, how do you make magic happen? Um, and how do you plan for like when those bad things do occur? Because sure enough, when you're planning an event, something bad always happens. Like you're flying in, in some celebrity performer and they can't land because it's Aspen. And as most people who come out here frequently know, this is like the worst airport ever. Um, half the flights get diverted, you can't land. And so we had that happen so many times with events there that you couldn't get your vendors in. Right. Um, But yeah, no, Aspen has like a phenomenal party culture. It changes a lot, a lot. um, But like Cloud9 is the most European apparatus you can get. That's um, a really phenomenal kind of mid-mountain restaurant over on Aspen Highlands that probably every single New Yorker knows about. Um, They go through more of a Clico, like by uh, popping um, champagne up at the ceiling than like any other place in America. So it's definitely got an amazing party scene. You learn so much by watching it, absorbing it about, again, all those things that go into an experience and how to make, for people who have seen everything, like the people who come to Aspen, they've seen everything. Right. How do you, how do you put a twist on it? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those things that pushes boundaries and, and it has forced me to be much more creative in my career. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen so much at <laughs> all different points we're of actually your career. Going, we're actually going to Aspen next month, so we'll have to pick your brain oh, for yes. any recommendations. Yes. We're um, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> so as you did touch on, you know, I think budget is probably a big, um, probably the biggest and most important thing that people want to discuss when they're planning a party. And we obviously aren't in the best economic state right now, but people still want to throw parties. There are still weddings going on and birthdays, oh, yeah. et cetera. So what would you say, like, the top three things or the the quickest things where you can cut your budget, and what are some quick tips and tricks that you have for people on, you know, throwing an amazing party where you don't have to spend a crazy amount of money? Well, I think the best way to stay on budget or cut budget is to plan ahead. And I think where people run into, like, a lot of uh, issues it's because they wait until the end. And so you're paying like these rush fees where you can't find and you can't source things. So uh, it's small, but it actually like really does make a big difference. And I saw this in like large scale event production, just as much as you can see it for a dinner party that you're having with your friends. Right. Um, so plan ahead because then you you can source the, the cool, unique items without paying triple the price. Um, And again, that goes for like, you're throwing a massive wedding and then all of a sudden you decide you need this flower and they're getting flown in from Alaska. And if you had more lead time, your florist could have secured them at the more local provider, right? Right. So that's like in the big scale, but same thing, like if you're having girlfriends over or like a group of friends over for a housewarming party, yes, Amazon can get you some stuff the same day, but if you get a little bit more creative, you can kind of be, you're not in a bind and you're not going to spend as much money to like, you know, plug the hole. Um, So that would be like one of my pieces of advice. I think also people spend a ton of money on things that don't matter and they don't set their priorities. And so I always think about what are the things that matter most to me when I host or for my client, if I'm helping someone host and allocate funds accordingly. And then think about, are your guests really going to know the difference between this versus that? It's like the splurge versus save. Do they really know? Are they going to be able to tell? So 
like with the state of the economy right now, actually more people are hosting at home, which is phenomenal for party trick because we really help people host at home. Then go out to restaurants where you're going to just pay a ton. There's more you can do in your house with these little things to have a great experience, but spend less money. So it's like a super budget friendly option right now. And we offer like with all of our parties ideas for like turn it into a takeout. How can you elevate a pizza party? It doesn't need to be caviar and lobsters. Like people, right. they don't really care. They remember the time they had. They don't remember what cut of steak you served them. Right. So, right. Like it's about making it comfortable. And that's how you're like, okay, cool. I want to set a budget. I can plan ahead and you can stick with that. And then if you think about what are people going to walk away and remember, will they remember the thing? Have one or two key cute signature decor items. Now that could be like um, a disco ball cup or a stir stick, but it also could be like a really cool ice cube, but like glitter in it or fruit in it, which is very cheap to do, but packs a punch and people realize and like they'll take their photo and it'll go on the gram or on TikTok. So it's thinking, how do you want to set the budget? And then how can you get creative to have that impact? So it's funny you said that we, um, I like, my dad just planned a party for my mom and uh, last year and we were like going through the budget with the party planner and we realized like the most expensive thing on our budget was balloons. And my dad was like, how am I justifying spending this much money on balloons? Like, I know this is crazy. And she was like, well, it's these really high end balloons and they won't deflate and they won't drop and whatever. And we were like, okay, are people going to notice if we have the most expensive kind of balloons? No. So yeah, like, I feel like it's like figuring out where you can cut and like where people aren't going to notice. And it's the little things as well. Like, again, I know I brought up like the bathroom candle earlier, but like cute cocktail napkins, cute guest towels, bathroom candle, things that are that people aren't aware of them, but they are subconsciously. And so have those little details. Yeah. Maybe you have your one signature, like balloon display behind a cake. Right. But if you have those little details, people are like, oh, they like really thought through everything. And that's just as important as your one big statement. Um, The cute stir sticks. Those are much more budget friendly. Balloons are so expensive. It's insane. Insane. Um, I know. My kids are really, I I have the six-year-old and an eight-year-old and they both wanted these massive balloon displays for their birthday this year. And fortunately, because I'm in the industry, I have a friend who does this. (laughs) Right. So I'm lucky, but I'm like, so what would this retail for? I'm like, oh my God, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah. And they're not yeah. like flowers or like a centerpiece that you can bring home and at least like, you know, preserve for a few days. They're like, yeah. nope, that's it. It's for a few hours yeah. and they're done. Your yeah, kids I mean, it's, must have it's, the best birthdays. <laughs> um, you know what? It's so funny. They didn't until recently. <laughs> now I data test every, like, because we have kids parties on Party Trick. So I use their parties as examples as I'm building stuff out for Party Trick and coming up with ideas for I the love party. That. <laughs> so they love it. They're like, oh, can we do this now? And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Because there's benefit for me as well. Right. So. Some, yeah, right. I can use this. Yeah. I'm like, I can, I can, like, this isn't just for your experience that you're going to forget, like I can actually like professionally, which is so sad to think about that. But now, you know, they benefit, they have it, they love it. So it's about making that Totally. So we've now mentioned kids' birthday parties. We've mentioned weddings. We've mentioned house gatherings, um, pizza parties, et cetera. I've seen, you know, the website. It looks like you kind of really do it all. 
Do you have any favorite types of parties, something that you personally gravitate toward? What is that, um, like, on party trick? Like, what is your, I'd say, expertise, if there is one? Answer that one a little bit backwards. I would say the nice thing is, from an expertise perspective, I curate the majority of the parties and everything that comes on, but I have a lot of writers who are starting to write parties. We're about to start kicking out at a higher volume. Right now, we're doing two to three parties that are getting released a week. We're going to do even more, and I will have experts from kids to adults. Um, wow. I have actually an old employee from Bluebird who's going to start writing some that are, she's like 28, and they she lives in New York. And she parties every single weekend really, really hard with her friends. And it's all like these fun after parties that yeah. they do. And like a chicken and waffles party. Um, that Like, like later for, night parties. Totally. Cool. So we have these all over the place. Like I get kids stuff, but I can tell you, like she can't write a kid's party. She can write a great party, like a great wedding, a great right. for her friends. So I find expertise and, and area experts for each of them. I love all of ours. Like for me personally, like brunches, something chill, like a movie night, a game night, um, like again, a pizza party where it's a make your own. Those are the sort of things that for me, I personally love at this phase of my life. Yeah. Um, I think I would have loved, again, some of those late night parties like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right now, I like the ones that are a little bit more chill. But the nice thing is we've got everything. And we even like, I was talking to a friend. She's like, well, I don't want to invite people to entertain. My, my house is too small. She's an influencer. She doesn't actually want people to see the inside of it because it doesn't fit her brand. Okay. Um, <laughs> she's like, it doesn't really work. And I'm like, well, we also have parties. I was like, we have like picnics. And we also have all of these cute ideas of things that you can do. Like we have a really fun tailgate. So oh, all of these things that you can do outside of your house too. So if you don't want people in your home, it's about, again, entertaining like with your friends for the everyday occasion, but it could be in a park. It could be again in a parking lot Yeah. and it, and it should be in your house. Like, so what? Like take the pictures of the food and your friends, not the decor. It's no longer just about the tablescape. It's about the memories that you're making. And then sure, you're one or two cute little items that like look all crafty and fun. Yeah, that right. should go on the Instagram. That wow. goes on the gram, yes. So what is a party writer? I've never heard of this. It sounds so cool. And clearly so useful for your business and anyone coming to you. Like that's definitely unique. I've never heard of that. I know. It's so funny. We like went through, what do we call this? And at one point I was like, is this an experienced curator? Is it a head of parties? It's not a party planner. Cause then they're like, well, I'm going to be on site actually planning. Right. So I'm actually, we basically a party writer. It's like a party content writer. They're coming up with all the ideas and they're writing the plans and they're sourcing the cute products. So like, again, I think about a party with what does it look like? So you have to go and source things that you can do yourself, but also where do you go buy the things that you want? So a party writer is going to say, this is my like mood board. And this is all the products that I would buy if I could buy it. Right. And options because we want to be flexible. And then they're going to say, here's the food that you should serve and options. Here's the music I would play at this party. Here are like, um, here's some of like hosting hacks. So if it's outdoors, how to keep the bugs away. So basically it's the stuff that a party planner might do, but like not actually on site and they just dream up something fun. And the nice thing is we want to have every single party theme. I have like 4,000 themes, which is insane. But um, if they come, like if you were inspired when I, when I hire party writers, I would rather have them write something they're excited about because they're going to do a better job. 
than right. to say, Hey, go write me a party on, um, I don't know, like the Oscars. If they're not a movie person, if they don't like the Oscars, they're not going to write a great Oscars party. So I find people who are great at writing parties or great at throwing parties and planning and then pull and say, okay, you're really good at kids. You're really good with movies. You're really good with like, you know, graduation parties from college. Yeah. Um, and I have like college kids who are like, oh, like they're, they're dying to write this because they're in party mode. Right. So, yeah. That's so awesome. Very cool. It's a fun. And then they get to test with all their friends. Right. So, right. <laughs> and call it, call it work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm like yeah. sitting here as you're going through, like thinking of like different parties. Now yeah. I can throw. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we move into our rapid fire segment, um, can you just tell our, li- our listeners, like, what does a typical day look like for you? I'm sure it's very different depending on what kind of party you're planning, how many you're planning. Um, but like, what time does your day start? What time does it end? And what are some, I guess, requirements that you need to check, like boxes that you've got to check every day? I have um, probably one of the weirder, more crazy schedules than anyone I know. Um, in part, I live in two places. I live part-time in Aspen, part-time in Denver, and I'm a single mom. So I wake up at like 3.30 or 4, and I know. <laughs> um, I so do you wake crazy... up in the middle of the night. Right. I wake up when some people are going to bed. Yeah. Um, people have been partying hard, like the way that maybe I did in my early 20s. Right. Definitely not that right now. I wake up, I have a little me time. Um, that's like my only really quiet time. So I take like a little bit of me. I have to have my coffee first thing. Mm-hmm. I get a great deep focus work session that candidly, if I don't get much work done, cause I'm talking and like leading my team the rest of the day, I've had a super solid, like deep focus. That's when my brain works best. Um, then I run into mommy mode and I like, you know, get to start making magic for the, my kids when they wake up around 637, do the school shuffle, run all over mm-hmm. the place. And then typically I am in meetings much of the day. It's really glamorous, not so much, right. um, but meeting with the party writers, working with my marketing team, working with my tech team, we're developing a couple of really fun new features right now. And it's interesting working with like in tech because most like tech and parties don't really align that well. Right. So I have to get a lot of emotional buy-in from some of my engineers. And that's been a really interesting um, learning process. So I, I basically am in meetings until I get the kids. I run around ice skating, soccer, gymnastics, all of that. Do the, do the dinner, try to find some magic within there. Um, get a little bit of work where I see friends later and then I'll crash around 10, 30, 11. So, so. you don't sleep. My days are really full. Well, I'm so, ex- this, the funny thing is like work fuels me. I love my right. work. I'm so passionate. And with party trick, like they're so, I, what I loved about my parties before is like, I, I got to throw great things and I got yeah. to work with phenomenal entertainers and like spend $200,000 on a floral ceiling treatment. Like that was really fun, but now I can impact so many people yeah. and like in a really fun way and not in just, Hey, it, ultimately when we get people together, everyone's happier. And if right. I can make, if this can be my stamp and this is my tool, it fuels me. So I love my work. Yeah. Um, it is play. Also, the people I work with are awesome. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I don't sleep much because, but one day I will. Once <laughs> once we have millions and millions of subscribers um, and people on this and we're like making the world a better place one You'll part of the time, <laughs> then I'll nap. You can rest your head. Um, yes. Okay, and, and before we get into the rapid fire, where can yeah. everybody find you and Party Trick? Yeah, so Party Trick is partytrick.com. 
um, at Party Trek on the gram, at Party Trek underscore on TikTok. Um, and then I'm at Virginia Frischborn, my personal website's virginiatrafton.com. And I'm sure we can pop these in the notes. Yeah, also, I would sure. love, love any of your listeners um, to get four months free. If they use my code, you can put that in. If they use Virginia, you'll get four months of Party Pro um, at Party Trick for free. So Amazing. please try us out. Wow, send everybody. us feedback, send us party requests. Also, I love when people write and they're like, write a party on this. Cause it's it, like, it gets the creative juices going. Totally. So okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Rapid fire segment. Yes. Cool. What are three things that every party needs? Um, music, food of some sort and the funny thing is I don't drink, but it has to have really, like, there has to be booze or, like, a great mocktail. There's just okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so if you're at a party, if you're hosting a party, and the vibe is just off, it's not clicking, it's not picking up as quickly as you wanted it to, what are some quick fixes to get everybody in the mood? Oh, great question. Um, I mean, if it were me and I were hosting and that was the case, I would kind of do a really quick assessment of the room. Okay. Is it too hot? Is it too cold? Like go to the basics. Did I get enough sleep last night? Did I drink water? Like that would be if, if I were off. So I'd be like, is the music too loud? Is it not too quiet? Is, um, I would look at those. And then I would honestly probably just ask some really controversial questions, but not to the point <laughs> of getting people too quiet, but like, Hey, um, just asking like, if you found out you were going to die tomorrow, what would be your very last day? Right. Like, what would you do? And now that's controversial and it's kind of weird, but it gets people thinking and it's out of the box. And then it all of a sudden spurs more conversation. So I would try to like throw in some interesting conversation prompts. Yeah. Like okay. make sure, figure out why it's going that way. And then like poke people a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's such a good one. Yeah. Because I also feel Have like that brings sleep. people together. Like yes. even like, I, I know something like I've seen at a lot of parties, um, like if the vibe isn't picking up, people will like, the host will like take a tray of shots and just start passing around trays of shots and not to like get people drunker, but it's like you get people to interact with each other. Yes, oh, let's take up. a shot together. No, get I up. can't take a shot. Right. Like, right. Come on. Yeah. 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 No, I think however you can kind of like poke and engage people, whether it's like get everyone involved in a group activity in that way, but not making them like wildly uncomfortable, just uncomfortable enough <laughs> that like it's first. <laughs> so right. that people interact. Yeah. Totally. Okay, I mean, I think we already solved this one early mornings or late nights. You're basically waking oh. <laughs> up when we're having a late night. Um, totally. <laughs> so, okay, last one. Daytime parties or darties, as people say, or mm-hmm. a nighttime party? I love the darty. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Granted, and actually, again, like this is so perfect for Aspen. Apre is so big. Yeah, right. Um, like the apre party, that day party, again, the day party that like we used to do a ton in college, that's my favorite because either you can go home, take a power nap and then go out, or you can crash early and get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. But that day party um, is, it's so much, like, again, you've got energy. It's just a different mix. I, I love the it energy is. that happens there. There's yeah. so much more that can happen after. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, last, last one. <laughs> Three Aspen like Rex, just three. Yeah. Like if you had to, go. yeah. I would definitely 
check out cloud nine. It's really hard to get a reservation. If you like it for you too, like if you can't get one yet because of the timing, you can still go and just like try to pop in. Mm -hmm. But if you have time and if you're listening, you can plot and plan, get a resi at um, cloud nine Ajax tavern, um, which is at the base of the gondola phenomenal um, people watching great truffle fries, definitely worth it. It's the restaurant like on the gondola plaza right above the little now. Um, I think that's a, like a must do. Um, Oh God, three is really hard. I, I know. <laughs> oh, go to Kimosabi. People love oh, Kimosabi. Yeah. Okay. So fun. Um, it's such an experience and it's such like an Aspen thing as well. Um, so I would do, I, I would do those okay. um, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing too. I actually just helped some girls plan a bachelorette here. Fun. Um, a group of New Yorkers that are coming out for a bachelorette in like two weeks. And they had some great things on their list, but um, send me your list of what you have going. And then I'll say, yeah, add these things. These are must-dos. I will. Okay. I always Amazing. say when it is my turn I was, and my yeah. day, I always like from from years ago when we were even younger, I was always said, I was like my dream because I love skiing and I love, yeah. I just think girls ski trips like hit different. I always say my dream bachelorette party would be in Aspen. So I love that idea. It's a great one. Yeah. For sure. Perfect. So. You can help me plan it. <laughs> um, Amazing. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much, Virginia. Let's try this again. We're back. It's like Ziki always finds the squeaky toys when we're recording. <laughs> Your favorite, favorite New York. How much we love New York. And how perfect it is. Me too. No way. Were we, we together? We might have been together. <laughs> I have. Greek. And use our codes because you know Katie loves. I love the codes. Check them in the bio.